This episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Meow, 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 meow. Welcome, welcome, kittens and cats. I'm Natalie. And I'm Ricky. And we're on this frequency. We have a special voice today with us. Her name is Giselle Johnson. She is a bank training coordinator, an open book, a former colleague of mine, and also my neighbor. Welcome, Giselle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So on this week's episode, we'll be talking about the definition of a woman. But first, our moment of laughter from the sitcom New girl. Stop following me. Then stop running away from me. I just want to have a mature conversation. How can we have a mature conversation when you can't even say the word penis? I can say the word peen. Say it. Yes. What? Pyrenees. You said pureness. Penis. Not singing. <laughs> Not like a ghoul. <laughs> I can say it. Pianist. Are you said pianist. Enos Bay. Not pig Latin. Pianist. Okay, not in Swedish. Not in fake Italian. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Say it with me. P. Ness. Yeah, I'm the one that's immature. Poor girl. I just feel so bad because even she's laughing at the at her embarrassment. She can't even say it. Do you remember the first time you said penis? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Not at all. Do you feel embarrassed to say the word penis? Now I feel like I don't think I've ever actually had a conversation where I'm looking at someone in the eye and saying penis, but I just did it to Bartley. <laughs> Are you uncomfortable, Bartley, then? Penis. <laughs> penis. <laughs> Have you used the I'm not I'm not as uncomfortable as I was for the period episode. Let's just say that. <laughs> good. Yeah, put your seatbelt on, bro. This is a good one. Um, have you ever said the P word in front of your parents? No, not at all. Are you serious? Yeah. What about you, Giselle? You know, I as soon as you asked the question, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I ever have. I don't know. Yeah, no, I have. Yeah? Yeah. What'd your parents think? I don't know. But I, I, I know that I've had conversations. It makes my mom really uncomfortable. <laughs> Super uncomfortable. Like blushing and everything. Why are you talking like that? But. Oh, shit. I, mean, so I you... mean, you could say, let's talk about the chile picante. <laughs> well, that clip comes from Fox's sitcom, New Girl. <laughs> Featuring Zoe Deschanel and Jake Johnson, available to stream on Netflix. So this episode was inspired by two fascinating topics that sparked interest for me personally. Judge Kadanji Brown Jackson had her confirmation hearing as a Supreme Court nominee, and she was asked by Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn if she could provide a definition for the word woman. Check out the clip. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this context. So I'm you not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I 
address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law, and I decide. Well, so I'm not... The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. So when I listen oh, to that... Ricky, can I just chime in real quick? Because as a registered Republican, I was offended at the way that she fucking asked the question in the first place. Like, ask your own party that and see if, if they can come up with the answer. Because I guarantee you not everybody can just come up with the answer on a whim like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, was, I was offended. So I just want to throw that in there. So fuck Thank that you. lady. Thank you for sharing your offense, Bartley. <laughs> so when I listened to that interaction, I asked myself the same question. And I immediately thought of what the biological definition would be, which, per the Oxford Dictionary, it's defined as an adult female human being. And I became even more curious about what other people's answers would be to this question. So I asked the first person that I had in front of me when I was thinking about it. It was my mom. I said, Amma, what is the definition of a woman? I got a funny stare and then a long, long pause. Mm. She didn't know how to answer the question. So I took it a step further and asked some friends, and here are their responses. Hi, everyone. This is Jessica Ray, and I just spent the last 30 minutes thinking about the definition of a woman for me. And in trying to come up with the right words, I found them all to be restricting in some way. Mm. So my definition of a woman is whoever she wants to be. Yeah. And I would go as far as to say that we, as her tribe, or whoever is in your tribe, are responsible for helping each woman receive that because female energy is the best and most powerful for each other. Mm. That's a loaded ass question. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, top of the morning. Uh, I don't think I can answer that. That's kind of hard to say um, and describe because, you know, all women are different. Um, and different things require different things. So I can't answer that question. <laughs> That's a tough question. Good morning, Ricky. Sorry, I had to do it a couple times now. Sorry. Uh, definition of a woman for me is strong, but not just strong, but also weak. Um, I think about my mom when you ask that. Um, I think about independent, um, just because I grew up with a single mom. Uh, but yeah, definition Ooh. for me would be uh, weak, strong, independent, vulnerable. Um, that's all I have for right now. What is a woman to me? A woman is security. A woman is nurturing. A woman is love. A woman, a real woman, is your protector. Mm -hmm. She could be your guidance. She could be your heart. She could be your soul. She could be your love. Mm. A woman has your back. A woman supports you. A woman is your best friend. A woman could be your worst enemy. 
but a woman can make anything simple into something magnificent. A woman could make a house a home. Mm. You know, you give your woman or a woman sperm, she make a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but a woman is everything. And without women, this world does not exist. Men suppress women because they're insecure about women because we know the power of a woman reigns supreme. Mm -hmm. Women run the world. Mm -hmm. Weak men try to suppress that because mm -hmm. they know the truth. Mm. But a woman, a real woman, is a gift. That is what a woman is to me. A woman is a protector, a provider, a confidant. A woman can build you up, and she can also tear you down. <clears throat> but a real woman is something that can't be replaced. And I love women. <laughs> <laughs> this question sure does take some thought, but when it comes to the basics, and women does have a Y chromosome. They have physical aspects that a male does not. They are boldly empowered by one another, marvelous and tenacious, and have beauty inside and out. My definition of a woman is someone who's not bound by gender-specific rules. They very much go against the grain because of their realization that they're a human being, right? Um, I think it's somebody who is relentless, who uh, questions the status quo, someone who is independent, who sees the value in, um, you know, something is, is should I cut off, sorry. Uh, someone who sees the value in, in doing things for themselves, right, and doesn't necessarily learn to cook because, oh, I'm a woman, I, I learned to cook. So it's it's someone who's just strong, resilient, just you know, pushes the envelope further, really does things without fear of judgment and does them for herself. For me, a woman is power, freedom, and essence. So I love that all of these responses covered people's own experiences with the women in their lives and how they define that experiences. I love that all these answers were not definitive. Mm -hmm. And only one of these answers actually referred to the difference in chromosomes between a the female and the male species. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite responses, however, comes from my dear friend, sister, and colleague, Jai Kenzie, right smack in the middle of her day with her son in Chicago. Um, I guess just simply put, a woman is a warrior. She's fearless. She's resilient. She's a change maker. She's there to do anything possible to make a way for the people that she loves. Girl, I'm in the middle of the museum trying to keep it together, so I don't know. If you need me to shorten it up, I can, but chasing after a three-year-old <laughs> who's being naughty. A woman is also a chameleon. We change shape as we grow, as our life changes. We do anything and everything possible to ensure that we bring our best selves in any phases of our lives. We are just flowers in a space that continue to grow. We have time. Oh, I 
okay, I gotta go. <laughs> so that was it, right? Why don't we have a solid definition of what a woman is? Well, maybe it's because we haven't really cared to find out. Mm. Late Friday night, I messaged Natalie to notify her that the clitoris was only researched in 2005. Mm -hmm. 2005. The entire makeup of the clitoris was not researched until 2005 i was in disbelief male anatomists discovered the clit in the 1700s then in the early 1900s sigmund motherfucking freud decided that the clitoral orgasm was too immature and argued that we didn't really need the clitoris in medical textbooks then in 1948 the addition of gray's anatomy it also did not include the clitoris helen Helen O'Connell, an Australian urologist, finally saved the day in 2005. Excuse me, 2005. I'm just so pissed right now. I can't even swallow. <laughs> 2005. And she mapped out the entire female orgasm. I had no words. And I was left questioning, what the hell is a woman? And what the hell are we made up of? Does it even matter that we're women? Why can't we just be human? Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. That question right there. <laughs> Why can't we just be human? Ricky, so you said it wasn't researched until 2005? Have you found your... your um, I was about to say husband. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found Rachel's clit? Like, do you of know course. the entire makeup of, of her clitoris, though? Yes. The entire thing, Bartley. Well, I don't know, like... All the scientific terms and whatnot, but <laughs> you know how you big said, it is. So you said 2005. Yeah, I googled that shit in like 2003. You did not, okay, right? So, <laughs> let, so, so let's say you googled it in 2003. It was just whatever they had not researched. So it's the little thing that's outside and underneath the hood of a vulva. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's all they knew. So Google it again or just read the things we tell you to read, Bartley, <laughs> and you'll discover a whole new world. A whole, a whole new, new world. world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> First of all, no. I want to say <coughs> what a moment to be a woman. Whew. Second, and it's, it's Women's Month, right? So this couldn't be more appropriate. Third, we talk about the crying that happens in this podcast, and it's usually Ricky crying. <laughs> those yeah. those um, voice memos, while yes. Barley was playing them, had me in fucking tears. Yes. Because of the joy, <laughs> the anger, the sadness of, like, I've been screaming, like, see me! Mm -hmm. Or even, like, who am I? Mm -hmm. Love me! Why aren't we loving each other? All of this rage back and forth about being a woman, loving a woman, sharing with women. It's just like, what the fuck? Why are we still here in 2005 and then now 2022, you know? Right. And and I think one of the reasons why my friend Jai's clip was just a great example of what being a woman is. Yeah. So she works in the cannabis industry. Mm. She lives in Chicago. She's a single mother. Yeah. She was in the middle of her day in a mm -hmm. museum when right. she said, a woman is a warrior. I'm picturing her, right? Yeah. Like surrounded by children. Yeah. But <laughs> what it is also to be a mother, a woman, a professional. Yeah. All of those things because everything is against you. The mm -hmm. odds are against you, but you're out there still trying to do your thing. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, mm -hmm. and thanks to all of those who participated in, mm -hmm. in giving us their feedback i will say that every single person i asked sent me two different recordings they had to really think about it yeah because yeah. it was 
But I love what Jess says that that in in trying to describe what a woman is, there were so many restrictions or boundaries to that. Where it's mm-hmm. like, well, wait a minute, but no, but there there shouldn't be, there isn't, right? Because you know, Hosea who mentioned that the Y chromosome is what makes the difference between a, a male and, and a, a female. And a female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And watching the Pleasure Principle on on Netflix. Uh, Dr. Emily Nagasaki says we're really kind of the same thing, but our parts are just organized differently. Yeah, they're organized differently, and and they are arranged to do different things. And that's when I thought, should it really matter being a female, male, whatever it is? You're still a human being at the end of the day, because all of those descriptions that these people gave are still applicable to men. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. They're still applicable to men. I was you thinking know? the exact same thing when they were talking about like, oh, a woman is like a protector, a protector, mm-hmm. and a provider, a provider. and um, a they can they can build you up and they can tear you down. Men do the same thing, absolutely. Right. So yeah, I was thinking this. I w- I had the exact same opinion when you when you just said that. But right also, now. I was thinking men do this. Like you can describe men the exact same way. Yeah. Here's where the difference is, and Big Brother Jake mentions it in his. He says, weak men have suppressed women. Mm -hmm. You don't have women trying to push men down. You don't have women trying to silence men. You don't have women not funding research programs to -hmm. discover things that men need to know about men. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work both ways. And I think that that's where the gap comes in. That's where the difference comes in, is in our history of weak men, yeah. but w- yeah. wouldn't you say women suppress women too? Like in that example, oh, yeah, that's of, just the, that's just of the, the worst. senator of the senator talking to the, this judge for her yeah. appointment. Yeah, yeah, but who do you think influences that female senator? Oh, I, I I'm just saying. No, like, no, no. You're right. But who who is at the helm of that? There's that, some old female, white gray-headed exactly. um, Man. senator, correct? Yeah. Feeding her the narrative, right. correct? Yeah. And we buy into it. Yeah. yeah, which is why we have progressed so slowly as women. Yeah, we don't know how to be there for one another, see each other. We don't even see our fucking literally don't even see ourselves. I'm pissed. <laughs> and and <laughs> now that you're saying that we don't even see ourselves, right. right? In that documentary and and to go back and to cite why I was texting Natalie because mm-hmm. I was I, I did watch uh The Pleasure Principle on Netflix. And as soon as I said it, she goes, "Did you just watch yeah. The Pleasure Principle?" And I was like, "Yes. Oh my god, yes." But there's a part in there, and you just let's just talk about seeing each other, right? Because mm-hmm. we have this idea of who we are and what we are. But if you strip everything down to just our physical being, right? Yeah. She says to do the exercise of taking off all of your clothes. Yeah. Standing in front of a mirror and mm-hmm. writing down what you like about your body. Find something. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, I like my eyelashes mm-hmm. or I like the color of my toenails. Mm-hmm. Anything. And do that every single day. Yeah. Because we're so flooded with this is what beauty is. Right. This is what a female needs to do. Mm-hmm. This is how a woman needs to act. Yeah. We right. just talked about that on the last episode when you weren't here, mm-hmm. Ricky. We had mm-hmm. that uh, a small conversation with um, Natalie's cousin about that. Mm-hmm. Which hopefully we'll have either. Well, not to get into it, but yeah, the, just we shame ourselves and right. our bodies and everything is automatically ugly, not good enough, not pretty enough, can be better, can be taller, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And that's on both sides. Yeah. 
What male, do you mean ma- both sides? Male and female. Uh, so yeah, Explain so Bartley did make part. a Bartley made a good point about that. Explain it to us. So I made the point last week where um, it's the same on the male side because you still you see. Like for me on my social media, I see these guys at the gym getting ripped and like, oh, I have this perfect physique. Oh, I benched this number. Like, oh, I see. As it's, as it, like, that's your value. And I'm like, well, that's not my value because I, that's not how I, I value myself. So it's the same as, as like the magazine models or whatever they, you know, they, they push in, in female magazines where they look a certain way and they're, they're skinny and, and you I know, appreciate that male perspective, yeah. Bartley. But you would agree that the focal has definitely always been a hundred percent. I'm okay. not. I'm not disagreeing I'm with that. But I'm that. saying that it's it's on both sides. And I made that point when uh, <laughs> when you were not here. So I wanted you to hear that. You know what, Bartley? We have to do an episode. Um, and I'm I want to say it here so that we can you know put it in the universe out there. The Have you watched the documentary The Mask You Live In? Negative. It talks about masculinity and mm. toxic masculinity and society and how we are pressuring men to be this or that or not some particular thing at all. Um, it's really great. We'll have to have a conversation about it, but I definitely recommend it because it touches on all of everything that you just said. Mm. Um, so the mask you live in. Um, Is that on Netflix? I, uh, I'm going to look it up. I'll look yeah. it up. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's how I watched it. I think right now it might be on YouTube, like the whole series or the whole... Everything's on Netflix right now. Everything mm-hmm. is on Netflix. But, um, yeah, so I... Oh, fuck, there's just, so, there's just so much to unpack. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> but you were saying about seeing yourself, right? I was having lunch with Giselle when we were talking about... Oh, just a lot of things, right? Yeah. Um, but things that came up about um, our experiences with our, like having the sex conversation with our parents, having that conversation with our friends, Mm -hmm. having that con like, and how that influences our professional space even. And all just a lot of things. I don't even, you know what? I need a second. (laughs) (laughs) You you are so enraged. I am. (laughs) Um, But anyway, in, in going back to the principles of pleasure docuseries on Netflix, um, there's a part that talks about the orgasm gap. That was shocking. And I am sorry. I'm personally, I'm just done. I'm done <laughs> being at the shit end of the stick for everything, including the orgasm gap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Men orgasm 95% of the time. Women only 65%. And I'm pissed. I'm pissed because I've been there like, and I'm sure that okay, maybe you ladies can relate. remember what the reason wasn't there wasn't there a point i only saw like a preview of it but wasn't there a point where the number is elevated because of the women women on women lesbians had had a better rate but what is what was the main reason that they stated that women have less orgasms than men uh well, I guess well, I don't remember the exact communication because we don't say anything. Yes, no. we don't open our mouths. You ain't having an orgasm. That's your fault. Right. Open your mouth and Which say we something. Talked about yeah, say we talked something. about that yesterday. And when I watched this, I was just as enraged. And as much as I wanted to be enraged at my sexual partner, I couldn't be no. because I'm like, I'm not saying anything. Right. I'm right. choosing to just. Oh, I'm gonna do this because this works and I like it and we're good with this. But I'm not gonna say anything because. I don't want to mess this up. Like, this is good. I have to take 
we have to take responsibility right. for our own orgasms. Right. Now, mind you, again, and I think we said this. Do you remember when we did an episode with um, the confessions team? Mm -hmm. And we were talking about orgasms. And we said, we have to take responsibility for them. We have right. to communicate. Yeah. If we don't, we're not mind readers. If uh, you're not being satisfied a certain way, if you're not communicating what it is that you want and then what you need, you cannot expect your partner to know. Right. right. Especially to, if he's a male. And we have yeah. to stop sparing the male's feelings, feelings too. What do you mean? Because I feel that a lot of the times we won't say anything because we don't want to hurt the male's oh, yeah. feelings. Right. Oh. Or the, and your partner's damage feelings. their pride. Or Correct. Get, you know, Natalie and I talked yesterday when we were discussing this. And I said, you know, when you're having sex... You know, a man will have sex and, you know, is that good? You good? You mm -hmm. good? And we just kind of agree. Uh-huh. Whereas, <laughs> <when, laughs> whereas when when women are taking the lead, we just instinctively know. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We will we will listen to the other cues oh, yeah. and pay attention I to like other that. cues that a man gives you when right. you're having sex to like, okay, this is good. I'll, I'll hold on to that for later. Let me try. Let me try <laughs> right, this. Right, right, right. Let me, you know, no pun intended. Right. Hold on. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll try this or I'll try that. This didn't work. That works. Right. Now I'm going to go here. And unless you have that communication with your partner, right. they're really not going to listen to those same types of cues. You have to. And that's the whole thing, too. It's become uncomfortable to, to uncomfortable to be like, I like this. Correct. You need to do this in order for me to have an orgasm. That's it. You know? Yeah. It, it's it's just so, it's so weird. I love it. Why aren't we doing that, though? Part of it yeah. is how we've been conditioned it, to, yeah. to please, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. say nothing. We don't even know about our own body parts. We don't even look at our own body parts. Mm -hmm. It's how we've been conditioned, which I think goes back to your rage to the man. Like, yeah. Just, and I hate having rage to the quote unquote man, but so do I. But, but that's where but it at. exists, and that's mm -hmm. where we're at. But see, now we have all of these tools, all of these res resources, all of these conversations, mm -hmm. and now it comes back to us. What are you What are you gonna do with this information? Mm -hmm. Are yeah. you gonna go back home and have a conversation with your partner and say like, listen, right? Mm -hmm. I know for the past three years it's been like this, right? But things have to change, yeah. And we're either gonna change together, yeah, so that we can both have great lives, yeah, or we're both going to still feel to a degree repressed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's studies that are showing that if you have a good sex life, it helps with depression and anxiety. Yeah. yeah. I'm like terrified right now because I was just referred to a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. My depression is that to that point where it's like, yeah, you might need to take something. Yeah. I don't want to take anything. Mm -hmm. right. I'm terrified of the side effects. Uh -huh. So I'm like, well, maybe I just need to have more sex in my life. Right. Because. Not more studies sex. Are showing. Better sex. Both. Good quality, a good quality More sex life. More slash better. Yes, mm -hmm. because it, it, it is an active component to yeah. the endorphins and all the activity that mm -hmm. goes on in your brain. Yeah. yeah. What a great, what a great prescription. Hell yeah. yeah. Here, have more sex. More sex. Yeah. Have more sex. Just reminds yeah. me of that song a couple weeks ago. Oh, the dick song. Yeah. No, you see? Wait, what Come on it? over and get this Get dick. this dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, we need a female version. We're we like, do. I want to get this dick. Oh <laughs> Cardi mm. B hasn't made it. Not oh, yet. God. Not <laughs> yet. Not with the baseline like that. I love that baseline. <laughs> and so, look, so here it is. So I'm going to give you a great example of like our needs and like how we're fucking shaming ourselves for our desires, right? So... 
have, and I think I might have mentioned this um, in the contraceptives episode where I'm talking about my placenta, right? And so I'll give the whole story again just in case. So um, I'm going to my radiology appointment that you get at like 20 something weeks to tell if your baby is a male or female, right? And in all of that, okay, everything goes great, blah, blah, blah. The doctor calls me. And she's like, okay, Natalie, well, your results are back. Um, everything is okay. Um, however, and not to scare you, but your placenta is sitting a little low, a little too low to the cervix, right? And I'm like, holy fuck, like, what is that? I'm fucking freaking out, right? It's fucking scary. That's not cool. Um, and so on and on, she's telling me, you know, just be careful. Don't do any like heavy lifting, no, um, strenuous exercises. And then she also says no sex. What? And I'm besides myself oh, because let me really? just, yes. Okay. And oh, for, shit. and now that I'm putting my shit out there, just like everything, you know, in life and because <laughs> we're trying to progress That's in important. this podcast, That's yeah. important. you know what I mean? And having these stories. I'm a sexual, like I am not a sexual deviant, but I enjoy some, I enjoy me some sex, right? Yeah. Right. And so she's telling me this and I'm like, I am, my hormones are raging and you're telling me right now <laughs> that I can't have sex. Are you fucking kidding me? So, and then of course, like I have her on speaker and of course Mike is home. So he's hearing this whole thing and he's like, I guess we can't have sex, huh? Uh -huh. And I'm like, no. and I'm over here like, I guess not. I'm fucking like <laughs> petrified. Like, what do you, what does this even mean? Right. And so, and prior conversation, prior to this, Mike and I <laughs> conversations and I'm sorry, Mike, but to put you out there like that, he's like, I don't, I don't know if we should have sex. Is it going to hurt the baby? I've heard a yeah. lot of men yeah. worry I, yeah, about I that. Yeah, a lot of men do that too. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm over here like giving Mike diagrams and like I'm learning <laughs> myself like, no, Mike, you see, it's okay. We're, Go we need here. A, yeah. We need <laughs> a, we're going to have sex. It's not going to hurt the baby. It's going to come out fine. Like just put it in. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Oh, but, funny. okay. But anyway, like, so she's telling me this. Mike is hearing and now I think like Mike is relieved like oh thank god you know like I don't want to hurt the baby right. we're not gonna have sex then mm -hmm. fine and, and so the doctor tells me like you know um it's nothing to worry about we're gonna check back in like two months and see if the placenta has moved to its designated location which according to research 90% of the time this is normal and it will move into the place that it needs to right okay but in the meantime I'm like <laughs> I am fucking two months up. is a long ass time. Every, yeah. Thank you, Bartley. And I am just a freak of nature. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am like Natalie put her business out there. <laughs> I am turned on. And so I'm <laughs> 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 time. So guess what my little naughty self is doing? I am masturbating. But you know what? I cannot find myself to tell Mike that I am doing this. What? And you know well, why? Well, he's going to know now. I say, you just did. Know, know now today. the whole podcast team and all the 90 countries know what I'm doing behind closed doors. I can't get myself to tell Mike. Why? I Shame. Of what? Yeah. I feel ashamed. Do you think he masturbates? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody's what? business. That's interesting <laughs> that you feel shame. Yeah. I And I think it's what society might and then i think like what the fuck why do why do i care that what he cares mm -hmm. why don't you guys do it together I'm a yeah human. i was just gonna say, say yeah. you can participate oh. together right. it's my terrible, i think oh, it's yeah. just my shame it's this like well for why the, do i feel like this is 
wrong mm-hmm. or like it's a bad thing wait, wait, to wait, do. Wait, wait, wait. Did you always feel bad about masturbating? Not or until, you're just saying it, masturbating while you're pregnant. Right. And in this particular situation where I can't have sex and now I think like I shouldn't even be touching myself. You, so it's kind of oh, like a reverse you know thing, I mean? like how Mike was afraid to have sex with you. Like you're afraid to. Uh, to but I, not even that I'm afraid because I'm pregnant. It's just that I'm afraid. Like, am I going to be judged? And then who's judging me? Judged for what? For pleasuring yourself? Exactly. But you have, you were no. pleasuring yourself having physical sex with your husband. Right. What's the but difference? But that's, that's socially accepted. That's yes. more socially accepted yes. than masturbating. You know what I mean? Exactly. You don't openly talk about, you masturbating know. Masturbating yeah, as a woman. My husband and I got it on during our honeymoon and be like, oh yeah, he went and got some, you know, mm-hmm. tiki shots and I was in the bedroom just having a great old time, you and, know? And maybe that's what it is. The whole conversation around women and masturbation is it's taboo just, it is right yeah. that's pathetic right it's, it's more taboo that's that's exactly a word for it so well mike if you're listening well now that you i'm gonna send this to you <laughs> while you're out working hard i think on the pleasure principle they did say that the latin term for the sexual female organs is a shameful word like i think it literally translates to shame yeah oh. i think you're right they do mention that i'm gonna look for it because i was like damn this just started bad from yeah. the start <laughs> like it was just we were doomed from the very from beginning the gate. yeah from the very beginning but from the gate Fuck. <laughs> right well, mm. Natalie, you you keep on going, girl. Thanks, you do girl. you. Thank you. You do you. I keep on going. I it's important. The support. Yeah, it's <laughs> important. Yeah. And you it's know necessary. what? It, and until you get to the point where you are able to just have, I mean, it's out there now, so right. you'll have that conversation <laughs> with him. <laughs> you know, but you know, don't be ashamed of it because he's honestly he'll probably enjoy it. To right. be honest, that's right. what Barley was saying. It could be an interactive yeah, opportunity. He'll, he'll right. probably be like, "Why didn't you tell me about this earlier?" Right, right. <laughs> I wouldn't have even been worried about having sex while you're pregnant if you're gonna do that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but it's just a whole like unraveling and discover again, like just the discovery uh-huh. part and being okay with talking about what we do with ourselves mm-hmm. on our spare time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not like we're out here. I'm sorry, but like I am not out here with you guys or maybe sometimes Ricky. Yes. Or but no, because this is then we're having conversations about her brother, my husband. And then that just kind of gets kind of weird. But I'm not (laughs) out here talking about this whole conversation. (laughs) Oh, no, it could. And it was two weeks ago. (laughs) Oh, Oh, with with the the contraceptives. Yeah, that that was the most awkward episode for me ever. I loved it. No, I'm not saying the content was good, but for me as a male sitting in a room with females talking about, you know, cup their their cups that (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm not even gonna go into it. But see, Bartley, and I guess that's the whole point is you shouldn't feel uncomfortable. Mm. It's we're human beings, and that Mm -hmm. is a part of our our day to day lives. We got to know about your dick and balls all the time. It's in our face, and we're comfortable probably (laughs) talking about dick and balls easier than talking about the vulva. Yeah, yeah, it's a hundred percent. And so because of that, sorry, Bartley, go on. No, I I just (laughs) I felt uncomfortable because of just like my own. My body's physical reaction to blood, which made me super Oh, right. Dumb. I do so, remember that part. Yeah. Yes, I remember that part. <laughs> well, which, uh, and all of this conversation, I mean, and it's important. And after I watched the 
documentary the principles of pleasure i sent it to my sisters i sent it to all of my girlfriends anyone that's on my recent texting log watch this please watch this watch this immediately and then i was I, while i was watching it mike was kind of dozing off and then i hit him on the, on the side of you're like pay mike. attention yeah and then i was like but then i said i asked him mike did your parents ever talk to you about your body parts or like about <laughs> sex? Because I know you've told the story right. about your dad mm-hmm. telling you, but I've never heard Mike's. Oh, end. That's a good question. He said no. That's very interesting. Same. I can see that. Same. No, Barley? Yeah, no. That's interesting. And you know what? You bring up a good point, too, because you, you really always hear about the talk uh-huh. with girls. Yeah. You know, you have the talk, but you talk about the birds and the bees with the boys. You know what? You know? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You're right. When I was taking a course, um, what course was it? I can't even remember what course it was. But I remember my professor was saying that girls get to talk, right? Because mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen to yeah. you. You have but a whole was, day, a video and all that shit. But there was yeah. this one thing that they said boys don't get talk to about sex and that they actually have a traumatic moment so the equivalent of like a a young female getting her period it's a young boy um getting their first uh ejaculation the the term like a wet dream Mm. like the first they'll wake up in the middle of the night and they're just all over themselves Mm -hmm. without knowing what just happened what is this yeah and it's a traumatic moment for them if they didn't know what was happening right i had no cl- barley does this ring a bell no it's called spermarchy i think no I, yeah. i've heard of like wet dreams and stuff but it doesn't ring a bell for me personally. so i came home and i talked to my son right away okay i'm glad you're bringing this up there's, i wanted to ask there's very specific um terms and i'm looking them up as we speak right now and i told him i said uh, I'm sure this has already happened to you because uh-huh. at the time when I had this conversation with him, he was, I think, 17 years old. Uh-huh. And it happens anywhere from age like 11 to like 14 the first time it yeah. can happen. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, why are you talking to me about this? This is weird. But it's very much. And, and our professor was saying, you don't, they don't talk, we don't talk to young boys. We don't right. tell them this, this is going to happen. Right. And that a lot of boys young boys block it out like it never happened it's, yeah. it's i would so say it's traumatic. even more it's even more taboo than female masturbation that I, I, would, I, could, I could see that yeah that's really interesting so you're saying that it's you know scheduled to talk about you know having the talk with girls right but because boys go through this quote traumatic moment you just let them have it and then talk to them about it so here it is it's spermarchy also known as semarchy, is huh. the beginning of development of sperm in boys' testicles and puberty. It is the counterpart of menarchy in girls. So depending on their upbringing, cultural differences, and prior sexual knowledge, boys may have different reactions to spermarchy, ranging from fear to excitement. Spermarchy is one of the first events in the life of a male leading to sexual maturity. It occurs at a time when the secondary sex characteristics are just beginning to develop. The age when spermarchy occurs is not easy to determine. However, researchers have tried to determine the age in various populations. So that's what that's what it is. 
So mm. the, I like that you brought that up because <clears throat> some of the conversations with Giselle and then just reflecting on this episode and how we were going to bring about this and then now being pregnant and then it's a boy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like a thousand things are going through my head and I'm just like, how am I going to have this conversation with my son? Right. And and then realizing it's not one conversation, it's various conversations throughout, throughout his life. Throughout throughout his time, life. Yeah. And then even I'm reflecting about and not to put anyone's shit out there with what they're going through, right? But I've had friends with their children that um and their boys, right? And that they're aroused at five years old. Yeah. And they're aroused. Babies are at, aroused. Yeah. And then it's like, how do you have this conversation and letting them know like, hey, it's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. This is normal. You're gonna feel this, you're gonna do that, blah, blah, blah. Because prior, like I don't know. What do you say? Yeah, and and they're and who is having these conversations yeah. with their children about what's happening with your body? And so I went into this rabbit hole of like, what am I gonna do? What are my references? What resources <laughs> am I gonna have to show this child? Like, look, this is this. Mm -hmm. And so I sent Ricky um a Google, like a preview of a, a book. book. It's called It's Not the Stork. And it gives you a preview or whatever, but I really liked that they actually use in this book the word vagina. They use the word penis in there. Which and they then, actually, you, we shouldn't be using the word vagina. Vulva. Well, okay. Uh, Pyramus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then, okay, to your point, there. then they have like the female and the male um, body. And then it describes all of... So it's not shoulders, right. knees, and toes. It's shoulders, knees, toes, breast, vulva. Yes, it goes in there. That's how it should be. And so and I was like... Oh. <laughs> Progress. So, <laughs> so I feel good going into the whole thing. And and now I'm just fucking excited. Like, hey, son. Hold look. on. I'm looking at one of the pictures in the book mm -hmm. of it's not the stork mm -hmm. i guess it's like the parents in bed is it it's like mom and dad in bed but it's true because you tell yeah. your kids oh birds and bees bullshit yeah right this is what happens this right. is what happens this is what it is yeah and sorry to go back to the spermarchy thing so mm -hmm. boys were asked the circumstances in which their first ejaculation occurred and that's what it refers to mm. and most commonly it's via nocturnal emission Oh. At night, which Spend plays more. into that traumatic because you cause wake you up like, and you're like, "Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? What happened here?" Yeah, and if you no one told you that was gonna happen, yeah, just like if nobody told you, uh, young lady, uh, you're gonna start bleeding out of nowhere one oh, day, yeah, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, it's <laughs> traumatic. Being growing up, I remember my dad used to say, "Like, it's it's a scary experience." Can you imagine being a toddler, right? And you have these sharp teeth pushing and breaking through your skin because right. you're teething and i was yeah. like oh god yeah <laughs> when you put it, it like that Wait, yeah. yeah it is oh teething is terrible mm -hmm. but it is it you know it's a it's a challenge it's a process to become a a, a human a, a human, human being. yeah a full a grown adult yeah <laughs> oh my gosh and it doesn't stop right because then we get into the reproductive stage and pregnancy and menopause and oh God. la 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 and just aging in general yeah 
yeah, developing different responsibilities as you are growing up. Yeah. And what these feelings mean. And yeah, it's. We got to give ourselves Growing up more. is a nightmare. Yeah. It is a nightmare. <laughs> it's not pleasant. It is not. But I think what makes it pleasant is if you have, if you're surrounded by good people mm-hmm. that have dialogue, yeah. that talk openly about these things. And I think, Natalie, you have plenty of people mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm. Um, just play all the episodes to the baby. <laughs> yeah. Just say, be quiet and listen to all of this. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yep. Get that perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Learn it. about your Pureness. Oh fuck. Oh man. Yeah. I want to do more of these episodes, like forever. And and well, actually, just to say that, that just because Women's Month is coming to an end, and we just hyped up this docu series, doesn't mean that we won't continue to talk about the pleasantries of being a woman. Yeah. Right. Being a, being yeah. a human in general, I think. Because there's just so, there's just so, 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 so much that we can get into. Also, like, just relationships, right? And mm-hmm. like we said earlier, communicating with our partner about what our needs are, mm-hmm. what our desires are, and not feeling ashamed for, like, that just has to end yeah. that and, narrative. And I think taking accountability, because like mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, it's really easy to blame mm-hmm. the man mm-hmm. for what how we've been conditioned or where we're at but the accountability part is we know better now we're learning we're growing and taking accountability for how we want to live our lives you Mm -hmm. want a better sex life talk about it yeah figure out what you want and then communicate it and that's a big challenge for me personally like communicating in general yeah but even in in the sexual realm like that's super important that's so that's the empowering part behind it is women all right cool we know better now let's do better yeah and and it's important for women to encourage each other yes to do that i i used to work with somebody not you natalie (laughs) uh, who um she would talk about her sex life with her boyfriend and how she's like well i'm just kind of there like it's i'm like girl what a nightmare that would be. Like, right. I'm all, take charge. take and, and we had a really good guy friend who would kind of join in, in these conversations as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there is nothing wrong with you just taking charge and you lead. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the time when you wait for a man to lead, you're 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 gonna end up just laying there i'm sorry yeah yes. you know and and so i was i mean explain this to her and she's like no i can't i can't and she's like i don't know how we would feel i'm like you know what that shit's a turn on thank you that's exactly what my friend said and he was like no like when a woman takes charge and tells me what she wants yeah. and is confident about that mm-hmm. you know i'm o- i'm okay like just taking her lead and i think you know maybe bartley you can play into this too like I think men are waiting for that in some mm. cases. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? So, you know, I'm trying to encourage her and explain to her. And I told her, I'm like, your homework assignment is to go <laughs> home, push him up <laughs> against a wall and do whatever you need to do with him <laughs> so that you get off, right. you know, and, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And, you know, of course, the next day she's like, I can't do this, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, girl, you live your life, do you. But this is what I'm telling you. And I will constantly encourage you to do that. But yeah. And any man that I brought this up to is like, yeah. Do and it. We, and we do need that kind mm-hmm. of encouragement because if you don't know that, I remember I had a coworker who said she had never masturbated before. I said, what? Yeah. You're 25 years old. You've never, she's like, no. I, and I, we had a <sighs> wonderful conversation about it, but those good for you continue yeah. to do that. Yeah. Cause imagine if 
Yeah. She didn't have that outlet or someone to, to vent to and then have some kind yeah. of solution to. And it's only a matter. I mean, she's going to do what she's going to do. Anybody's going to do what they're going to do. But just being able to encourage people. Right. To just be themselves. Explain what you want. Your mm. sexuality and, and what works for you and mm-hmm. what helps you, you know, quote, get off, you right. know, and, and do your thing. You know, it's so important, not yeah. just physically, but mentally. Mentally. Yeah. And that's what they say plays mm-hmm. into an orgasm yeah is the mental part of it is mm-hmm. the conversation mm-hmm. is everything leading up to it is the communication that contributes to your orgasm yeah exactly facts yeah Be clear. And sometimes the communication is not using your words ladies oh i love all of this i mm. love it all and i just want to share like just as a side note but also it's all relevant um the conversations that we have with amongst ourselves Mm -hmm. is important and it can lead to so many different directions um i just want to note here when i was and to talk about looking at the vulva right so we're not talking about vaginas anymore right so That's what it's called the proper the, the proper the instead vulva. of saying the vagina it's, it's the vulva, vulva. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had no clue you not know? to be confused with Volvo right <laughs> guys thank you for making that distinction yes yeah. we're not looking at a car uh, what would we do without you Bartley uh, there are women out there where the hell is my Volvo yeah <laughs> check your parking spot check your parking spot get back to us oh man oh <laughs> <sighs> I just want to say, like, um, and I had told Ricky last night, like, I am so happy, again, like, to be just born in this time frame, because anywhere before, I would have been the the woman, like, oh, look, she has hysteria, or whatever that mm-hmm. term was, that where mm-hmm. women can't seek pleasure, or, be, or whatever mm-hmm. that was, right? Because now we can research... And we can Google things and we can talk to each other without feeling ashamed, Mm -hmm. right? But I want to share this funny story. Um, So when I was, so roughly when I I peaked at my vulva, I was 20. (laughs) She said peaked. I took a peak. I took a peak because, and not because like no one was, my mom told me, hey, take a look at her or like no one in school or part of my sex ed class, nothing like that. It was because I was about to go get a Brazilian wax for the first time. And that was the only reason you looked at it? Yes. Why? Because, well, and I wasn't, and the only thing that triggered here was like, wait, they're going to look at my (laughs) girl. At your hoo-ha. At my (laughs) hoo-ha. And I haven't even taken a look at it. Interesting. So maybe I should just see what's down there. She said, maybe I should see what's (laughs) down there. But it's true, though. And And I was 20. Yeah. And I was 20 and thinking like, oh, and then I did think like, I'm kind of old to do this, but mm-hmm. also like, oh, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm doing it and who the fuck cares, right? But I was even embarrassed. Like, I don't know how, I'm pretty sure that I locked myself in the room and then I was like, mm, let me take a mirror, let me see, spread my legs, do that whole bit. But, and and even doing the Brazilian, and, the, and I think about how stupid this is now. I was only doing that because the girls at work were like, oh, yeah, I get Brazilians all the time. And then, oh, girl, he's he'll go down on you if, you know, you're you're um, you know, your girl's clean, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, huh? that makes well, duh, that makes sense. So then they're at my fucking dumbass goes, OK, well, I guess I need to go do this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then 
talking with Giselle, you yeah. know, reflecting on that, like men don't m- care. Men don't give. Men don't even. No, give a men shit. don't give a shit what what it smells like, what it looks like, Mm-mm. what it. Well, they have anything. preferences, but yeah, at the end of the day, they don't care. Right. No, no, no. We're talking about women to men. <laughs> right. If men don't care for us if we're gonna go down on them. Gotcha. But women are trying. <laughs> he slowly said. but women try so hard that's with all the brazilian and everything else and you know for a minute there i don't know if it's still a thing there was the manscaping thing oh yeah still a thing okay (laughs) (laughs) but we do all these things things. to prepare for this moment and Mm -hmm. then they don't and why are we doing and why are we doing this for them and not for ourselves ourselves. is what i was thinking internally uh you know, reflecting about like my decision to go get a Brazilian because I wasn't doing it for myself. I was doing it for a male. Right. Right. Would you do it now for yourself? Fuck no. Yeah. (laughs) And as it sounds like I have since the pandemic, I haven't gotten whack. That shit hurts. Mm -hmm. I've never done that. Oh, just I'm not going to recommend. I'm not even going to recommend it. If if you like it, Mm -hmm. cool. I did it for a really long time. I actually think I might do it again. I don't know. I don't know. I just think about the pain. I don't want to do that. I'm tired. I just trim it up a little bit. Yeah. Clean it up. Just clean it up. Just clean it up a little bit. Yeah. 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 It gets a little unruly. I'm like, hey, girl. What's what's going on down there? Tame it. (laughs) Tame it. Tame it. Taming it. Exactly. But definitely for yourself. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it clean for yourself and do anything for yourself. Right. That's the moral of the story. Do anything anything. you need to do for yourself. Thank you. You know what? That reminded me because I was reading your show notes here, Natalie, on sex education. I think there Mm. is a show called Sex Education on Netflix. Mm. It is one of my favorite shows. It's an actual sitcom. It is. Isn't it like a based boy. in the UK or something like that? Like Finland or something yeah. like that. But it's a young boy in high school and mm-hmm. his mom's a, a, a sex therapist. Mm. Or a counselor. I don't know what. Yeah. But he ends up counseling the kids at school oh. <laughs> with their sex problems. <laughs> and he gets really good at it. It's I strongly recommend that show, Sex Education. I learned a lot watching it. I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. There's two whole seasons of it. There is. I'm waiting for the third. Third third one is coming. And it's on Netflix? Yes. I strongly recommend it. I'm just glad that there's uh, more shows now that are more open and talk Uh about sexuality. Mm -hmm. Even like the show Big Mouth. I don't know. Oh, my. Have you, I love that Big show. Big Mouth is hilarious. Have you seen Human Resources? Not yet. It's Not a yet. spinoff of Big Mouth. Is, is it? it? I just started watching it. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it's great. freaking hilarious. Big Mouth is hilarious. Yeah. I love it. I love that they're just evolving in the show that they're middle schoolers and they're just figuring mm-hmm. it out. I felt like I'm, I'm, watching it, I'm watching it and I'm like, my inner child needed all of this. Right? All yeah, <laughs> all the all the exaggerations that they do, yeah, of, you know, just going through your yeah. going through your body and everything. <laughs> when the one I forget her name, she started her period and like the whole lake turned into because yeah. she didn't. Yeah, I'm like, because that's what we think, right? Yeah. That's what we think. If we don't have a tampon and we right. are going swimming, we're gonna just oh, go. Right. It's just gonna be everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But yeah, that's how you exaggerate. That's what you do when. When you're, when you're a teenager, a, yeah, a pubescent teenager <laughs> going through all these changes, life is dramatic. Oh my god, life is so hard, you guys. Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, man, this was fucking fun, guys. I we'll, <laughs> can't wait to do it again. <laughs> can't wait to talk more about our bodies. Yeah, <laughs> your body. Oh, oh, my body. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you guys, um, we have a large audience here on this frequency that identifies as female, ranging from the ages of like 21 to 60 and up. So there are two things that I highly recommend you do immediately. If you haven't taken a dive into your vulva, take your trusty little hand mirror, open up those legs and take a good look at it and be proud of her. And if you have children at home at the right age, encourage them to do the same. And um, also, if you haven't taken the opportunity to pleasure yourself, because, you know, I already have, <laughs> do it as soon as possible. You'll probably be much happy in a much happier mood and maybe even sleep better after. And just FYI, in case you want to get like a little friend for you, Amazon sells like little rabbits and little hand vibrators. I checked. (laughs) 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 Um, Sex education is so important. All of us should be satisfied 95% of the time. On this frequency has some recommendations to send you off on your journey. First of all, like we've mentioned throughout this episode, watch the docuseries, The Principles of Pleasure. Watch Sex, Love, and Goop, also on Netflix. And if you're a reader, read Come As You Are by Emily Nagasaki. Thank you, Giselle, for being a part of the conversation. Thank Thank you. you both for having me. Yeah. It was a good time. It was. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at On This Frequency. We share updates about the podcast. We do some BTS stories and other fun podcast related things. So let's connect. Every week we read a review from one of our listeners. And this week's this week's review comes to us from M. Cadena. My favorite episode is the Breaking Up is Hard to Do episode. I like how you put yourselves out there. It makes for good listening, and I have a little girl, so it helps to prepare on what her mentality will be when she gets older. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also support by donating some coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash on this frequency. This week's episode is brought to you by Rose City Sound with executive producer Big Brother Jake from the Big Brother Jake podcast, produced and edited by Juicebox Bartley. Keep in touch and send us your topic ideas at onthisfrequency at gmail.com. Increase the peace, y'all. Bye. You could buy me pearls. Take me on a cruise around the world. Baby, you know I'm worth it. You know, I was just thinking, if you don't know how to communicate with your man, just send him this song. Be like, I need a bubble bath, bro. <laughs> Listen to the lyrics and take instruction. See